1: You are listening to the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio.
5: This is the final hour on this Monday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Glad you jumped on board here. Reggie Miller, a little bit later on after what we saw with the Miami Heat and the Lakers. Are the Lakers in a little bit of trouble? We'll talk to Reg. uh, Don Mattingly, the Marlins manager, will join us here in a moment. This program brought to you by Mercedes-AMG. Do you suffer from lead foot? Do goosebumps appear for no reason? Stop living with uninspired performance. Visit MBUSA.com AMG. Find out if a Mercedes-AMG coupe, sedan, or SUV is right for you. Mercedes-AMG driving performance, as we always do every Monday, best and worst of the weekend. More phone calls, 877-3DP-SHOW. McLevin update the poll results, then we'll get to uh, Don Mattingly.
6: Okay, if you could have a quarterback who is under 25 to start your team with, who would it be? Joe Burrow, 38%, then Josh Allen, second at
5: 21%. My Miami Marlins swept the Cubs 2-0 in the wild card round. Game one of their NLDS with the Braves begins tomorrow afternoon at 2 Eastern, and their manager, Don Mattingly, joining us on the program. Donnie, how's morale with the Marlins?
7: that's pretty good, Dan. I didn't know you were on the bandwagon. Oh, yep. yeah,
5: absolutely. Whenever you <laughs> win, I'm on the bandwagon.
7: <laughs> I like it. Yeah. I like it.
5: Um, by the way, who gave you Donnie Baseball as a nickname?
7: Kirby Puckett. Why? Kirby Puckett. We used to do a dinner. And here's how it got started. We used to do a dinner up in Rochester every year, and a lot of guys would go for Ken Kaiser, uh, the umpire there. It was for a, a, an orphanage up there. And you know, you have the hospitality suite and guys are just having fun and Kirby's always like baseball, baseball, Donnie baseball, baseball, baseball. <laughs> and, and it just kind of stuck. And 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 I, that's how for me, that's how I got started.
5: But did you ever feel weird like Teddy Ballgame for Ted Williams? But did if like you weren't weren't uncomfortable with that nickname? Like, yeah, I'm Donnie Baseball.
7: No, for a for a long time when you're younger, definitely uncomfortable with it because of like you said, Teddy ball game and guys like that. But now I have I have a lot more fun with it. I tell guys I'm Donnie Fen <laughs>
5: now. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can say that as you win a playoff round there. After after what happened at the start of the season, if I would have told you back then, hey, by the way, you're going to go to this at least the second round and you're going to beat the Cubs uh in the wild card. What would you have said?
7: I I'd have said we, you know what? I think we could do that. Quite honestly, um Especially when it got to the 60, I think the 162, we had a belief in ourselves because of the pitching. Um, You don't know if that holds up. Your depth has to hold up over 160. Uh, But with the 60 and the guys we brought in with our pitching and the guys that we had like right behind them, you felt like, okay, we can can stop some people. If we can put some runs on the board, we're going to be okay.
5: But how close did you think you were or your team was to maybe being shut down?
7: I think that got close, you know, listening to Michael Hill uh, while we were in Philadelphia and the numbers just kept piling up. And, you know, at that point, Dan, the stories were coming out that our guys were running all around Atlanta and it made it sound like our guys were just being totally irresponsible. And, you know, we couldn't do anything about it, but it just wasn't true. And, and, you know, it got going like it doesn't in, in the world now. It got a couple of guys, and that thing flew through our clubhouse. What you're seeing in 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 Nashville right now with the Titans, you've seen it with the Cardinals. It, once it gets started, uh, when you're in a clubhouse setting, man, you're close in there, and and it just took off.
5: How often are you tested?
7: Every day now. It was every other day, uh, but since we entered the bubble, uh, it's been it's been every day.
5: Do you like the new format? Well, I guess you do like the new format. You moved on to the second round here, but uh, could you see this being permanent where it's best of three to start out?
7: I, I like the best of three. I think it's it's more fair. I could see it, the playoffs being expanded a little bit, maybe not to 16, but maybe a little bit more than it, than it has been. I kind of like this bubble format at the end when you get down to the lead eight or the final four. I guess that's tough with cities, though, that, once, you know, fans can be there, that would be tough. But this is kind of fun because you were playing it kind of at the same time every day. You play every day, you don't have to travel. Um, the, the biggest problem is just being away from your, your family. And now that we're into this situation, uh, if your family had quarantined, they could come into this.
5: How do you manage differently this season as opposed to any other season?
7: A little more sense of urgency. Uh, with the 60 game season and I told we told our players that we told our players in spring hey it's time to turn the corner and that we're in this thing and we're going to be playing pennant race baseball I told them I'm going to manage differently it's going to be trying to win every game we can win Um, and that means sometimes pinch hitting for guys you don't that they don't like being pinch hit for and and pulling pitchers a little bit quick Uh, but you still have to manage the length of even a 60 game season. you just can't blow your bullpen up every day Uh, you still have to use some common sense.
5: Yeah, that's what I wondered, and that's why I thought, you know, Tampa and the Dodgers were the teams that I was picking to play in the World Series. I was looking at depth on these pitching staffs because at first I thought you're going to need at least 12 pitchers, and then I realized you might need 15 pitchers at least being available to you at some point here. Is that what this has all come down to, that we talk about offense, but this short, this uh, truncated season is about pitching?
7: I, I think it, I mean, there's been a, quite a bit of offense. I mean, we're playing one of the teams this round that's got a really good offense. But I think when you get into these series, you know, you've seen it in the Cincinnati Braves series. These guys are good offensive teams, but good pitching. You're, you're going to see one and two and three. You're not seeing four and five in the middle of the bullpen. You're going to see the back end guys and one, two, three. And there's a lot of good pitching out there. So uh, if you have that, you got a chance to be in every game.
5: I look at these home runs and how far they're going, Donnie. Like Acuna hit one like f- f- 497 or something. Like these are preposterous numbers, aren't they? Like, do you remember home runs back when you guys played where you went that like a 400 and you know 20 foot shot was a bomb back then? It felt like not
7: now. Yeah, yeah. There was a few guys, right? You know, you had Big Mac and Conseco, and there was there was a few guys out there that hit them a long way. Uh, but now there's a lot more guys doing it. I think the ball still feels like it jumps. I think the players are stronger. Uh, I, I honestly do. I think the training is better. Uh, so I think they're hitting balls farther. They're taking more chances. They don't ever cut their swing down. Uh, we've talked I think we've talked about this before with the strikeouts. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, it's guys pretty much go for it a lot and are, are trying to get the ball in the air. Um, but you you when you mentioned Acuna. He's a special he's a special talent, and uh, when he hits them, he's got bat speed galore. When he catches them, they're going to go a long way.
5: Yeah, I I just I wonder about that. That did you lift weights back when you played?
7: A little in, in the off season, and that's when it was just starting, kind of the Nautilus time, right? Uh, so that really helped me, honestly, really hit the weights in the winter. But now guys do it kind of season long, and they keep up with the program pretty good. I just think the diets are better. The training is better. Um, you know, we we want to rest them. We try to rest players now. That's before there was no re- real rest. You didn't think about that. Uh, now you want guys rested, and and I think players probably take a little better care of themselves than we did. Well, what was,
5: what was the clubhouse spread like when you played with the Yankees, as as opposed to what it's like now for these players?
7: Well, this year is different because we've been eating off of out of plastic the whole year. Yeah. All right. No group stuff. Um, but in general, it's, a, it's a lot better. Like there's a chef in every clubhouse right on the road in a normal season. So you guys are going into the ballpark to get a good lunch. Uh, then they'll eat before the game, after the game, uh, you're going to get three good meals at the ballpark and mm-hmm. it's just totally different.
5: What did going, you eat with the Yankees?
7: Whatever the guy put out. Sometimes you didn't want <laughs> to eat. You know, maybe a piece of pizza every once in a while you'd like it, but there just wasn't. Like, before a game, it was a cold cut or a candy bar. There was no real food in there.
5: Was there always beer in there? Pretty much.
7: Pretty much. There was always, yeah, that obviously changed with some of the things that happened with guys going home after games and things like that. So there there was, and probably a, a good change because of, you know, what goes on with, with guys in there.
5: Ever have a beer before a game? No, never. Never. Did you believe what the Red Sox were saying, that they would cowboy up and, you know, do a shot before uh, the World Series? Uh, Kevin Millar talks about that.
7: Uh, you know what? I kind of, that group seemed to be, <laughs> you know, they, they may do it, right? And, and, you know, probably if it wasn't something that was silly, you know, like it was every day in three or four, but if somebody just took one, I mean, two hours before the game, I can't believe they're going out there hammered or anything like that. <laughs>
5: <laughs> did you did you get a say in what the uniforms look like what do, what do you think of the marlins uniforms be honest now
7: no i, I think guys like the black they, they they i think there has to be some changes because you can't really see the the name and the number on it uh we like the new logo for sure when you see the old logo i think the guys really like the new logo uh in general it's a it's change right and when you're bringing in you want to change what you believe in how you do things you want the perception change. So you have to change that. And I think Derek's did everything that's been based has been fan, you know, participation. What do you like? Why the colors, you know? Uh So yeah, they're, they're fine. Uh, so uh, yeah, I think guys in general like the new logo.
5: Uh What happened on August 16th?
7: You tell me, I don't know where, where we at. Uh, uh,
5: the Braves game, I... you got, you got... You yelled at the umpire. Some f bombs in there. Did I? Did I use the f word? Yep, you did. And, and mean, it, no- it wasn't Donnie f in baseball, by the way. <laughs> but but what happened here?
7: You know what's funny? I think about you when
5: I get thrown out. <laughs> <laughs> That's not good. But you don't think about me during. You think about me after. If you thought about me during, you wouldn't get thrown out.
7: I know. It's funny because, like Mel is, He'll be next to me. He goes. I knew you were going to go. I can tell. I can tell what built up. And that one, I was kind of surprised because I know I was kind of barking about the zone, but there's like there's nobody in the ballpark. Who cares, right? There's nobody. Well, that's why
5: we could hear the f bombs. There's nobody in the ballpark. Probably. And you know the magic words that you did it on purpose, right?
7: No, I didn't. I did not. I, when I got thrown out, I was surprised. And that's what I didn't say the magic words until after I was thrown out. <laughs> then I'm walking up there. I'm like, oh, whatever. Yeah.
5: <laughs> what does your wife say when she sees that?
7: She laughs. She laughs. She shows me the videos or she watches it and she laughs at it. And she'll like, she'll like rate them. She'll like, she'll send me video. Other ones, uh, and like, I had people call me on that one and, and they said, oh, that's one of your, that's in the top five. And I'm like, <laughs> it didn't feel like it. Right. I don't, it just didn't feel like that.
5: Well, you know, compose yourself, at least for the first couple of games. All right.
7: I'm getting better. I'm getting older. Damn. I'm starting. I'm, I really calmed down. What one time this
5: year? I know. I know. But who? So you had managers, though, like Billy Martin. He was strategic in getting thrown out. Right. I don't, I don't know. He could do it in a variety of ways, it felt like.
7: Yeah, he probably could. And, yeah, when he got fired up, though, it didn't – yeah, he may have wanted to go, like he had somewhere to go.
5: Like, <laughs> and he probably did.
7: Yeah, absolutely. I know one time he went, him and Mickey. but I mean, He got tossed, and by the fifth, he was gone.
5: <laughs> Wait, he met up with Mickey Mantle, and they left the stadium? No,
7: yeah, Billy, they did, Yeah. <laughs> They were going. Yeah. Uh,
5: yeah. Well, I'm sure it, it was. It was a bar. The question was where they were going to. I'm sure after that.
7: Those were just different times, you know. Obviously.
5: Yeah, but that's not something. That's not who you were. No, no, no. No, because no. you were boring. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah i mean, tried to, you know,
7: on the down low behind the scenes. <laughs>
5: Now you're Donnie F. in baseball. Um, Hey, congrats. What a wild ride. Uh, This is, you know, will be interesting there with the Braves. That starts tomorrow afternoon at uh, 2 Eastern in Minute Maid Park in Houston. Uh, Thanks again for joining us, Donnie.
7: All right, Dan. Good to talk to you.
5: All right. Uh, Don Mattingly. Yeah, being around Billy Martin was always entertaining because you never knew from day to day who was going to be there. And there was... I, you know, I told this story when I worked at CNN in New York, and we're at Five Penn Plaza, and Larry King Live was in there. And he was going to have Billy Martin as a guest. And I, Billy came in, and, and they were going to tape it. And Billy, uh, I was up in the sports department, and they said, hey, would you come down here and babysit Billy Martin? Because he showed up an hour before he was supposed to go on. And Billy shows up by himself. So I go downstairs with him. That I wasn't thinking. We went to the Blarney Stone, which is a bar. So I take Billy Martin down to a bar in New York City. Well, I think after the fifth or sixth drink that they, you know, somebody was buying him, like everybody wanted to buy Billy Martin a drink. And these weren't beers. So Billy, I have to get him on the elevator to take him back up to tape Larry King live. And... Billy's telling me this is the best time he's ever had, and and <laughs> hey, when you see me at the ballpark, you say hello to me and whatever you need. Uh, so, what? Like week later, seven days, uh, t- ten days later, I go to the ballpark. I say, "Hey, Billy, how are you?" Dan Patrick, CNN, right by me, and I went, "Oh, probably a lot on his mind before the game." So I did another drive by. Said, "Hey Billy." He goes, "What's your belief been problem?" <laughs> I said I was I was just saying, "Yeah, I know what you're doing." I said I, and I thought, "Okay, I got to get my I'm going to tell him exactly what happened." "Hey, I I took you to the Blarney Stone before Larry King live, and he just kept walking down into the tunnel going to the locker room." I don't know if I ever talked to him again. Or, well, or he talked to me, I should say. More phone calls coming up, and uh, Reggie Miller will join us uh, next year. We'll take a break, Uh, 17 after the hour. This is the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio
8: app by searching FSR.
5: Jimmy Butler had a 40 uh, point triple double last night, but maybe the real story the Lakers three point shooting. They shot 42 three pointers. They made 14 or 33 percent. If you include in the bubble, the regular season in the playoffs, the Lakers now 5 and 8 when they shoot 33 percent or less from three point range. They're 12 and 1 when they shoot better than 33 percent. In the playoffs, in the bubble, 10 and 0 when they shoot over 33 percent on three pointers. I still go back to Anthony Davis can't take fewer shots than Markeith Morris. Anthony Davis has, and that's a hard rule. Like Frank Vogel's got to say, and by the way, LeBron, Anthony Davis has to take more shot, shots than Markeith Morris. It's bringing Reggie Miller, Hall of Famer, Turner Sports NBA analyst. Reg, what the heck happened last night?
10: Well, um, to your point, Anthony
5: Davis has to stay
10: on the floor and stay out of foul trouble. I think that contributed to Marquise Morris having more shot attempts is because Anthony Davis's butt was parked on the bench because of that foul trouble. Um, but you and I, going back to the beginning of the playoffs, said for the Lakers to win the championship, AD has to be the best player over LeBron on the floor. And he was, in those, these first two games, of the NBA Finals, he gets in foul trouble. Now you, if you're Frank Vogel, you kind of go to plan B to try to, you know, mix and match your, you know, your team and your effort. And again, let's give Miami the credit in Jimmy Butler because they played spectacular. And living here in LA, I know people think the sky is falling because the Lakers lost with the Heat missing two starters in Dragic and Bam Adebayo. But it's one game and what you're telling me is for Jimmy Butler to have a 40 point triple double Kelly Olenek played great and made shots. And they still scratch and claw to win that game. They would have to play like that the rest of the way to beat the Lakers. That's why this is not that big of a deal. It's one game where the sky was falling when they lost to Houston game one. The sky was falling when they lost to Portland. Game one. What they go on to do? Win four straight. So I'm not worried about that. They're still up two one in the series. And now with all this negative press coming towards LeBron and what's wrong with A. D., he may have lost his finals MVP chances. All this is gonna do is 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 really tick off the Lakers and we'll see a much better performance in game four.
5: What if you read an article that just said, Hey, you know what? Acknowledge the heat, Jimmy Butler, great performance. And, uh, you know, LeBron's going to win his fourth title and Anthony Davis is going to be the MVP. Nobody is writing that, even though deep down they probably feel that. But Jimmy Butler, after LeBron says to him in the first quarter, you're in trouble. And then Jimmy Butler comes back in the fourth quarter and says to LeBron, you're in trouble. (laughs) That's, I mean, I love that. I, isn't
10: it great? I mean, I mean you, uh, you, this is your two superstars yeah. going at one another, which normally doesn't happen. You know, normally you pick on other guys that, you know, you can kind of get in their heads, but Jimmy Butler responding to the King, which I love. Um, but again, <laughs> without two starters and not knowing if bam is going to be available in game four i I really don't see gorn coming back with a a torn planner bash it who knows depends on how how big the tear is maybe he comes back i'm not really sure but how effective can he be on that so if you're still going to be without two starters you've got to play like this the rest of the way out and if you're going to tell me That Jimmy Butler is going to average a triple-double and 40 points on it. That's not his DNA. That's not what has made the Heat so successful to get to this finals run. run. They were, everyone was collectively involved. Hero, Duncan, uh, Jay Crowder. Those guys played effective last night. Not great, but effective. And they rolled the shoulders of the hot man, which just so happened to be Jimmy Butler. But that's not him. It's just not him.
5: And he didn't even take a three-pointer. Jimmy Butler yeah. put put up 40 and didn't take a three-pointer. What what What's wrong with Jimmy Butler? Doesn't he realize you have to shoot threes in the NBA to be good? And I think the Lakers, they, they got away with what made them so
10: successful in games one and two. They pounded the heat inside. They killed them with points in the paint. They used their size to the advantage. Last night, it was almost like they morphed into the Houston Rockets. Like They had to jack up a whole bunch of threes, and that's not their game. And you're right, Jimmy Butler, but if you look at his stats all season, he hasn't taken a lot of threes. He's not a great three-pointer shooter. He can make them, but he would much rather put pressure on you, on your interior defense, get fouled on those drives, and go to the free throw line.
5: It's Reggie Miller joining us? Uh, Kyrie Irving said on Kevin Durant's new podcast, That he finally has a guy he can trust in the clutch at the end of games. Then Kyrie said, Why is everybody kind of, you know, saying this is me calling out LeBron? Uh, Why has it always got to be brother on brother here? But by acknowledging KD, he finally has that clutch guy. He is calling out LeBron as not being that clutch guy, in my opinion.
4: Well,
10: I don't know. Again, we're piling on LeBron. You know, it's. No, no,
5: I'm piling on Kyrie. Kyrie is yeah, saying, but, but LeBron gets kind of dragged into it, don't you think? Well, all he has to say is, "It's great to have another clutch player with me," because that's then that, what, that's real, that's honest. I think that's what
10: he's. I think that's if you
5: read. No, doing he the says line. that that's the. I finally have. I finally have <laughs> a clutch shooter I can count on. Come well, on again, he, but
10: he is right on that because. Kevin Durant is a great shooter.
5: LeBron James is not a great shooter. Is he clutch? I think LeBron is clutch, yes. Yes, yes the numbers show that he's clutch. Yes, Kyrie's he's made clutch. one big shot in his career. But that's a
10: pretty big shot that he made. That
5: doesn't make you clutch if you hit one, Reg.
10: I think Kyrie is clutch as well. I think at the end of closing games, Kyrie knows how to take over because of his ball handling and his scoring. Who's who's more clutch,
5: LeBron or Kyrie? Well, stats would say LeBron. Yeah. Because LeBron's been around long. But that's the answer. Because Kyrie can't stay healthy either. That's true. You can't be clutch if you're not on the floor. Again, I think he was more so
10: trying to pump up KD, his teammate, as they get ready for next year. And I think he was – I don't think he was trying to throw shade at LeBron, though it probably came off that way because, again, LeBron's an easy target and we're in the finals and it's all about what the Lakers will do or will not do. And I just think it was an easy target.
5: And then Kyrie says that Steve Nash is not really the head coach. That sometimes Kyrie's going to be the head coach and sometimes KD's going to be the head coach, but he didn't view Steve Nash as their head coach.
10: Well, see, that's where I think they may run into problems because you do, and you still have young players on that team, Spencer Dinwiddie, Harris Lavert. So with that young coupled team and teammates, and you've got these established veterans who've won championships in KD and Kyrie, you hope it doesn't come off like, we're running the organization here. We're going to be calling all the plays, and you guys fall in line. I hope Steve Nash... Look, I know it's a collaborative effort because I've helped a lot of my coaches along the way and certain things that are what's working on the court and what's not working on the court. But at the end of the day, you got to respect that's my coach. He's going to draw what he feels is right for us, not me, for us to win and be successful.
5: But those two, Katie and Kyrie, may feel like they are running this team because they're the ones that signed off on Steve Nash becoming the head coach. So they do have power. A
10: lot – and a lot of it. And, again, they have the rings to back it up. But I just think at times they can send a bad message if you're saying – "Yeah, I mean, he's the de facto coach, but really, you know, we're going to be giving you your playing minutes. I mean, that's not going to be the case. Oh,
5: I know what's happening. I know what's happening. You're sticking up for Kyrie because he puts you in the movie. And if they – Yeah, they do a sequel to Uncle I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. Uncle Drew 2. Yeah. The return of lights. Yeah. (laughs) I get it. No. Stop that. Is there gonna be a sequel to Uncle Drew? No, because there's no way I'm gonna sit in that chair for four and a half hours for makeup makeup ever again. Because normally you sit in there for three hours. That's I
10: moved it up to scare the producers from calling me and saying I'm not gonna be sitting in a chair for four hours. Though, that movie will go down as a classic. Some of the lines in there are hilarious. And I appreciate all you
5: guys coming to the premiere as well. And that's where KD sat right behind us. Right so behind KD, us. KD's not yeah. even in the movie. And, and oh boy, when I'm with the Dan Edson, I went, something's up here. Right? right? He came as a guest of Kyrie. Yes. Why didn't
10: we put it together then? We
5: did. Right? We just had nobody who would listen to us. We're like, whoa, KD coming with for Kyrie. Uh, Doc going to the 76ers. What do you think?
10: I think if I'm Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, I better get my act straight. Right? No more deflecting that it's Coach Brown and his fault. I got to look at myself in the mirror and get my game in order. And you were already expected to win and compete in the Eastern conference, which you laid a dud at the restart. So now the pressure is on my two stars.
5: It just feels like it's a younger version of the Clippers.
10: They still need some help. They need some outside shooting. Yeah. But where do
5: we find outside? Everybody goes, yeah, we could use some outside shooting. Yeah.
10: I I don't know. Look, you still have Harris, who I think is, A capable shooter at times and score Tobias Harris. Um, They have Matisse Thybulle, the young player out of Washington. But other than that, they have no bench. And they got Al
5: Horford still.
10: Look, they their starting five is decent. It's good. They can compete with you. It's when they go to the bench, and who knows? Maybe Doc and along with Elton Brand, who's the general manager, they can kind of revamp that bench area. But. Look, I I was upset to see Doc leave the Clippers. I I thought he he should have remained there and gave it another go, but
5: changes, changes are all around us every day. So you're calling for the Lakers to take the next two and then it's over?
10: I think so. The sky is not far. It's one game. But I will say this, all bets are off if Miami obviously ties us up 2-2 because now what's coming into play is when you extend series and you got to go extra game, Squeak of an ankle. I mean, look what happened to Bam and look what happened to Goran Dragic. You know, someone can go down on the Lakers and it just changes the complexity of a series. Take care of business when you've got to be able to take care of business. If this comes out 2-2 tomorrow, all bets are off. Miami
5: has a legitimate shot to win this. What are you going to miss about the bubble?
10: Probably the solitude, you know, I was, it was finally getting one with my thoughts, you know, stayed one in your, you get stay in your room and Netflix and Hulu became my best friends. And that's probably what I'm going to miss the solitude. I don't have, you know, kids
8: Kids be quiet, (laughs) I don't have any of that,
10: (laughs) though I miss my boogers. It was nice and quiet. Got a lot of sleep. Mama bear didn't like that, (laughs) but I got a lot of sleep. You know, a funny story, because this is what would happen. She would FaceTime me, and I'd be in bed just, like, laying covers all up, slobber coming down. So every time she would FaceTime me, I would hurry up and get up and go into the front room, put on my glasses, and act like I was studying, because I didn't want her to know that I was, like, sleeping. (laughs) Because I felt bad that I was able to get sleep, and she wasn't. (laughs) Every time she would FaceTime, I would run into the other room and act like I was working. She's like, hey, what are you doing? (laughs) I'm just over numbers getting ready for you know the next game
5: <laughs> i remember being at the nba finals and you're on the road for like 3 weeks and whenever i would call in to my wife and we had four kids under the age of 7 so i always oh you know i always i hope that she wouldn't answer and i could leave a message because chances are she'd say uh, what are you doing for dinner and i'd go oh i'm going to mastro's steak uh I going no. out for, and then you know i'd say well what are you having uh we're having uh leftovers uh, chef boyardee uh, you know spaghettios and you i'd feel be like bad, right? oh i felt horrible oh, i
10: feel so bad like what do you have I'm, I'm gonna go
5: get a filet mignon. yeah you
10: know. <laughs> I, I felt bad so i said that once and i was like you know what are you doing like, we're, gonna, we're, gonna <laughs> make, we're gonna door dash we're door dashing i'm like uber eats yeah like, oh, oh yeah
5: uh good to talk to you, and uh, Reg says it's over. It's over. The Miami Heat are going to go down in flames.
10: Again, but let me just say, at the start of this, who did I pick to win in seven? The Heat. But without two starters and not knowing if Bam's going to be effective in game four, this is too much for Jimmy. As great as he was, phenomenal. Love you, Jimmy. Uncle Jimmy, as we call him in our household, it's it's too much to bear Unless unless – Miami goes crazy from the three-point line. If they can average 16, 17 threes a game, they can make it a series.
5: Thank you, Reg. You're the best,
10: Theodore. Dan I love y'all.
5: That's Reggie Aloysius Miller, Jr., III. Give me a couple of phone calls in here. Uh, Dennis in New York before we take a break. Hey, Dennis. Hey, Danny, how are you? Good, sir, Dennis. Hey, I got a best and worst for the weekend. My best is kind of
7: delayed. I uh I just threw some ribs on a Traeger for the double header Monday night. All right. And then the worst is I had to make that yearly trip this past weekend that every guy dreads. I uh I had to go to the pumpkin patch with the wife.
5: <laughs> and uh that's all, thank you. All right, well thank you, Dennis. Yeah, mine is the apple picking. We drove by some people picking apples, and then I just said to my wife, Nope. Nope. Come on. Nope. I always go, why do I have to pick? I mean, how ingenious is this? We're going to give you the opportunity to go pick the apples. And you pay more to go pick the apples. (laughs) It's ingenious. Hey, why don't you bring your car in, and then you change your tires and your oil. And we'll charge you more for the experience. Apple picking. Hey, let's go get some pumpkins. Nope. Nope. Yes, Todd?
6: The supermarket's got them all arranged yeah. in different colors. They'll yeah. tell you what they're called, what they yeah. cost and everything. They give you the little thing you put in the plastic with the little twist tie. It's all good to
11: go. Yeah, Paul. You can't bring beer to a pumpkin patch. What you do is you bring a flask, a little whiskey, a little rum. Grab yourself a thing of apple cider. Jed's a millionaire. Mm. Not a lot. Just mm. a little to take the edge off. Yeah. Kids love it. Yeah. Yeah.
5: You know that now that my kids are grown that I don't have to do that They're like there's certain things that you don't have to do but the apple picking and then you are just walking. and and then you get to get on the uh the tractor and they you get the uh the the hay ride Whee! that's another hey let's go in the corn maze yeah let's go in and and hopefully I won't find my way out we'll take a break last call for phone calls I love you hun. take a break back after this slip in a few more phone calls before we call it a day. I don't know if I have a problem here. Others have told me I have a problem. And here is my problem in the pandemic COVID at home. And I notice there are jobs that need to be done, but nobody else notices the jobs like small jobs. And this makes my wife nervous because I'll go, you know, I was wondering, maybe we get some tongue oil and put it all over the uh, the wood that we have in the house. And she'll be like, yeah, but don't call anybody. So I immediately call somebody, have somebody come over and just look at the wood. And then he brings in some tongue oil and then he puts it on it. And I go, yeah. And then she says, don't schedule anything. So I immediately say to him, when are you available And then I want to redo a closet. I don't now I can't do it, but I look at it and I go, you know, we should redo that closet. My wife will go, no, we don't like we don't need it done. Yeah, we do. Yesterday, while watching football and basketball, I walked all over the basement looking for jobs. Like, how can I improve this? I have a few bottles of bourbon. I think it I got to set up a special place for these bottles of bourbon. And my wife goes, they're fine where they are. I know, but I, I could find a special spot. Now this has just come to light. It's been there for a while, but in the last six months it's it's been it's surfaced and it's bad. And then my wife when she notices that I'm not saying anything, I'm just looking around she'll go no. We're not we're not gonna paint the kitchen. I go, I wasn't thinking about that. You were thinking about something, and she's right. Yes, Todd.
6: I think that's happening to a lot of people because I'll go on a little walk around the neighborhood and you're seeing a lot of obsessive compulsive behavior. People are so bored that out of their mind, they're touching their bushes and they're, they're reorganizing things on their front like, You're not
5: doing it. I'm not doing that, but yeah. I'm,
6: I'm observing others. and I find it very fascinating. They're checking their mail every 20 minutes. That's the highlight of the day to go down the driveway and check the mailbox. And they just keep <laughs> touching things around their lawn like they have nothing else to,
11: to do with themselves. Thank you, Todd. You know? Yes, Paul. It's called uh, Basic Home Maintenance, I think it was Todd talking about, that people do. that. Yeah, he, like, talking about princess. moving
6: up plants like a quarter to the right. Like
11: uh, mow the grass or go get mail or those kind of things. Dan, do you think that you are, and it, this is can be either a compliment or a, a mm. quirk, mm. unsatisfiable. Terry uh, Terry Bradshaw talked about that once. Like you'd win a, a Super Bowl, you're like, okay, what's the next thing we're doing after winning oh, a Super Bowl? Oh, that, that's definitely, you know, I definitely feel that. You do it around here with... Um, after a room is set, you'll say, Let, let's put these patches over here. And Yes. Yeah. But it also is responsible for how cool this place looks, so it's not necessarily a negative. Yeah, but it drives me crazy. It drives though. you crazy? Yeah, because I, I,
5: I'll obsess about it. And, and I'll notice if you guys are moving things around. Yes, yeah, did. you spend a considerable amount of time tinkering with things here. Yeah. Like picking out the helmet today, the Green Bay Packers yes. helmet today, or helmet behind me, the Dan Patrick Show helmet, or the patches I've got over here in front of me. Like it could be a fire department, a police department, you know, anything lifeguard, first responder, you know, any of that stuff. And then exactly where the dolls are, uniforms, picture frame is crooked
9: the order of the basketballs over here by Paul's side of the That is true. That's that's one of your favorites cuz you walk by it so many times you're always readjusting those.
5: Well, I noticed that you guys will bump into them and those are those are basketballs that have autographs on it.
11: I've never touched those basketballs for the reason that I don't want to bother you. I I purposely make sure no one touches well, them. Well, you not. know who does touch. I do. Wait, you do touch? I know no I know who does touch them. Okay. And I've asked them not to. Okay. Yes, Todd.
6: Now, do you enjoy doing those things? you take comfort in that? Or is it something, again, that that's when it becomes a problem if you have to do...
5: I love things. finishing something. Like, you, you, you start it and it's, and it's finished. And That's not a project,
6: touching things and tinkering. Well, I do. It's not I'm very
5: tactile. I do like to, to touch the things.
6: Well, because you want it to look a certain way on camera? Or, I got to do... You uh, have to touch those things. You can't control the urge to touch things.
5: I have to be more like you and not do anything. Just don't
6: do it. Just take a nap. I know. I know. Have a cupcake. Take a nap.
5: I know. Uh, Bob in Seattle. Hi, Bob. Sorry to go off on that tangent. Best and worst of the weekend, Bob. Uh, good morning, DP. Six foot
4: 180. Best of the weekend was wearing my brand new Let Russ Cook t-shirt while watching the Seahawks over, win over the
5: Dolphins. Oh, nice. Glad you like it. Love the shirt. Um,
4: worst of the weekend, the Lakers losing to Miami, although Jimmy Butler was
9: a beast.
5: Yep. Thank you, Bob. Yeah, you can check out all of our uh, merchandise. We got flannel shirts on there too, as well. Go to danpatrick.com. Uh Matt in Utah. Hey Matt, what do you have for me today? Hey, Dan. How's it going? Good sir.
6: Uh best and worst of the weekend. My best is the Eagles
11: squeaking out a win over the uh Niners last night. They made a little too close for comfort. My worst was on Friday. Had emergency surgery for my
7: gallbladder to be removed. Oh, so, I've been... Cool.
11: Laying around all weekend, but I guess it could turn into a fest because I can watch the show more often, I suppose.
5: All right. Well, we'll try not to make you laugh there. I'm sure we did a pretty good job today. <laughs> right, Todd?
6: Not me. I'm not the funny one.
5: I was still laughing about your Mike Tyson impersonation over the weekend. I just, I, I thought about it. The laugh, the, like when people do Mike Tyson, they don't do the laugh. And that backside laugh is just great.
6: Who gets their gallbladder removed?
5: <laughs>
6: <laughs> so you can get your tonsil, value. You don't get your gallbladder. You need your gallbladder, don't you? Need appendix. They take the appendix. They leave the gallbladder.
5: <laughs> Luke in Indiana. Hi, Luke. What's on your mind today? Hey, Dan. Got a worst, best,
6: and bester. Okay. Uh, my worst would have came on Friday, just seeing uh, the passing of Bob Gibson. Another cardinals hall of famer um uh, just you know him and lou brock both passing away here recently uh, it was tough to see best was on sunday seeing my tottenham hotspur uh hit manu for six goals beating them 6-1 and didn't think that could be topped until i look back a couple hours later and see aston villa getting thrashed uh 7-2 by aston villa so That was a good uh, top-off to my Premier League
5: Sunday. All right. Well, thank you, Luke. I watched a little bit of the Aston Villa. Uh,
11: This day in sports history, Paulie? Pretty good one for the Chiefs. 2003, Dante Hall. Remember him, the kick returner? Yeah. He scored on a return in his fourth straight game. Four straight games, he had a punt or kick return for a touchdown. In the first five games of the season, he had four TDs returning. Mm.
5: By the way, Sandler did give me a shout-out on Jimmy Fallon Friday night. He said he was going to. And uh, he did. And then he, he, the next morning, Saturday morning, he just sends me, sends me a text going, well, question mark? And I said, yeah, it's about time you acknowledged me. Like, I'm not going to give you credit for acknowledging me on, you know, Fallon, I'm in the movie. Todd, what did I learn on today's program? Greg in
6: Dallas joined us from his brand-new apartment. You know, he moved there so his daughter can pursue a (laughs) professional ballerina career.
5: Well, we learned brought to you by Home Depot. Pros have to do whatever it takes. The Home Depot is here to make it easier. they got delivery options, get you what you need exactly where you need it so you can keep doing whatever it is to get the job done. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Thanks for joining us. Talk to you tomorrow. Enjoy the games.